Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. In Jesus' mighty name, I will pray. And let God's people say, Amen. I want to especially welcome you from any part of the world you're joining us from. Uh, we've been on a series, Understanding the Scriptures. And this is going to be the third episode, Understanding the Scriptures. And in episode one and episode two, we've laid a lot of foundations already. Uh, but as our custom, I'm going to read our main text in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 27. Jesus was speaking here, and this, he said, the Bible said, beginning from Moses and all the prophets, he expounded what was written about himself in all the scriptures. NIV version says, I'm beginning with Moses and all the prophets. He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And we established that when we talk about the scriptures in this context, we were referring to the whole testament part of the Bible. Because as at that time, the New Testament has not been written. Because these guys only wrote the New Testament part of the Bible after the Pentecost after they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. But before the resurrection, before the ascension of Jesus, before Pentecost, every event that happened, happened without any of the New Testament books being written. So the Bible says, beginning from Moses and other prophets, Jesus began to expound. He began to explain to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. And then we established in the past few episodes that the whole scripture was actually pointing to one person. The prophet prophesied about Jesus. They did not prophesy to themselves. They did not even prophesy about themselves. Most of their prophecies were about the Messiah, about his death, about his burial, and about his resurrection. The gospel were being communicated in the whole testament, but it was not in black and white the book, bible will say in hebrews chapter 10 that the that the old covenant is just a shadow of the good things to come not the good thing itself so in the book of john chapter 1 verse 45 philip was speaking to nathaniel and philip said we have found the very person that moses and all the prophets wrote about his name is jesus so we began to realize that the, the scripture, which is the whole testament, were also pointing us to one person. They were not written independently. And I've had people ask me the question of why is there a need for a new covenant? Or was the how do I rightly divide the whole covenant or the whole testament and the new testament? Pretty simple. The whole testament is the shadow of the new testament. They were all pointers. Uh, until Jesus came 
and dwell among us and died and was buried and resurrected from the dead the fullness of the of the understanding of the whole testament was not revealed but after the death burial and resurrection of jesus the fullness and the understanding of the scripture be, be just automatically was unveiled so now i can successfully interpret some of the places in the whole testament by just making sure i'm trying to keep the death burial and resurrection of jesus in mind when i'm reading those scriptures and then we check the story of the evangelist philip that met an eunuch and then the eunuch was reading from the book of isaiah chapter 53 um so let's read act of apostles chapter 8 act of apostles chapter 8 from verse 30 philip ran to the chariot and had the man reading isaiah the prophet isaiah is one of the books in the whole testament which you will call one of the books in the scriptures isaiah isaiah the bible says then philip ran to the chariot and had the man reading isaiah the prophet do you understand what you are reading philip asked how can i he said unless someone explains it to me and in order to have a solid understanding of the scripture somebody usually always have to explain it to you in a proper context somebody who knows about jesus and understands the barrier death and resurrection of jesus needs to explain the scripture to you and then once it's been explained you can also start interpreting the scripture on your own with that same understanding so the next verse is verse 31 so how can i unless someone explain it to me so he invited philip to come and sit with him and then verse 32 says this is the passage of the scripture the eunuch was reading he was led like a sheep to slaughter and a lamb before its sharer is silent so he did not open his mouth in his humiliation he was deprived of justice who can speak of his descendants for this life was taken from the heart the henoch asked philip tell me please who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else himself or someone else the enoch was asking philip who exactly is this prophet talking about is the prophet talking about himself or somebody else and we already made, already made you understand that you cannot successfully interpret the old testament part of the scripture or old testament scriptures except you have the death burial and resurrection of jesus in mind there are some of the prophecies you can never successfully interpret but philip in john chapter 1 verse 45 said to natalia we have found the very person that moses and all the prophets wrote about his name is jesus and in luke chapter 24 verse 27 the bible says beginning from moses and all the prophets jesus began to explain what was written about himself he began to expand what was written about himself in all the scriptures so isaiah chapter 53 the enoch asked philip in Acts chapter 8 was the prophet writing about himself or somebody else do you know what the answer to that question is by now you should know he was writing about jesus christ that was the sufferings of jesus in isaiah chapter 53 and then the bible makers understand that philip just used that question that was he writing about himself or somebody else 
I love the next verse. Let me show you what the next verse says. The Bible says in verse 35, Acts chapter 8, then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Because it was written about Jesus. So this Enoch was trying to understand Isaiah chapter 53. So the Bible says Philip just began with that passage and began to tell these guys about the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is all about good news. And I'm not talking about just the New Testament. You could literally even use any story in the Old Testament as well to still communicate the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. As long as you have a grasp that most of the events in the Old and I'm saying most because in the course of this series, I'm going to show you some other pieces in the scripture that the, the whole testament or the scripture was segmented into. Some of them were about Jesus and some of them were something else which the Bible mentioned about, but we'll get into that later. But for today, Isaiah chapter 53 was what Philip used to preach to this Enoch. And then the Bible makes us understand later on that this guy requested to be baptized and philip baptized this guy why by just beginning to unveil jesus from the whole testament and in proper context from isaiah chapter 53 so today let's take a further step a further dive into isaiah chapter 53 i'm reading nlt isaiah chapter 53 from verse 1 who has believed our message to whom has the lord revealed his powerful harm what message are we talking about, Yenka? Isaiah chapter 3, verse 1 says, Who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? What is this message they are talking about? What do you want me to believe? And then from verse 2, My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance nothing to attract us to him and now he was beginning to talk prophetically as i was speaking prophetically about the sufferings of jesus and that's a beautiful teaching on his own the sufferings of jesus Yinka, why would jesus have to suffer if all he had to do is just to die for my sins why did he also have to suffer you know that that should be a one billion dollar question right Technically, why did Jesus have to suffer if all he had to do is to die for my sins? I thought he was only just supposed to die for my sins, and that's all. You know, in the whole testament, if you read the book of Leviticus, which at the point of this series we're gonna get to, there are five major offerings in the book of Leviticus. The Bible speaks about peace offering, um, sin offering, trespass offering, meal offering, and bond offering. I think so, somewhere, somewhere around that. And all those offerings, by the way, at some point, about four of them requires animal sacrifice. For example, trespass offering or, or a sin offering or a bond offering. The Bible will say you have to bring a lamb or an animal, preferably a lamb or a sheep without blemish, and then you bring it to a priest. And then if you've committed a sin, you lay hands on that particular blameless and spotless lamb so when you lay your hand on that blameless and spotless lamb, you say a particular prayer. When you say a prayer, your sin is transferred to the blameless lamb and the blamelessness and the righteousness of that lamb is transferred to you. And immediately that transfer takes place, the priest immediately kills the lamb 
and so that the lamb in, at the end of the day the sum remains the lamb took your sin and now he's been sacrificed because without shedding of blood there can be no forgiveness of sins so the lamb has been slaughtered so and then you you are now justified once the lamb is slaughtered then the priest just uh what's it called the the priest burns the lamb so to say offers the lamb as a sacrifice and the aroma goes to to in court ever that's the old I'm, I'm rephrasing old testament process you bring a lamb without blemish because you have blemish and then when you place your hand on the lamb your 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 sinfulness is transferred to the lamb the righteousness of the lamb and the blamelessness of the lamb is transferred unto you and then the priest kills the lamb and after the sacrifice you that you came with a sin now become blameless and you are now righteous and that sin is now forgiven because why you have offered a lamb for sacrifice and this is a picture of what jesus did for us on the cross again that's how to successfully interpret the scripture the whole testament you have to look for jesus and see how you can interpret those scripture in the light of christ jesus was blameless second corinthians 5 21 god made him who knew no sin to be sin so that we can become the righteousness of god also we might become the righteousness of god so jesus was sinless we had sin all our sin unfortunately of the glory of god ephesians chapter 2 says we were dead in our trespasses so but on the cross the jesus carried all of our sins and then at salvation we received all of his righteousness so today we are righteous because jesus carried our sins the moment you believe your faith in jesus is credited unto your righteousness and i just said so many things right now so many things very mouthful <laughs> but anyway that's not even where i'm going today where i'm going is why did jesus have to suffer all of the offerings in the old testament all the lamb all the meal offering all the treasures none of the sheep had to suffer they were just all taken to the priest and then the priest kills them immediately but why did jesus have to suffer why would isaiah in isaiah chapter 53 verse 2 towards the end says there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance nothing attracted us to him verse 3 he was despised and rejected a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief we turned our backs on him and looked the other way he was despised we did not care yet it was our weakness he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down and we thought his troubles were a punishment from god a punishment for his own sins but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so that we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed stop you see this is a very powerful teaching in Isaiah chapter 53 why Isaiah chapter 53 laid emphasis on the sufferings of jesus because our sin they said was carried on the cross our sin was carried on the cross it was the cross it was at the cross where jesus died that the forgiveness of our sins took place but why did jesus have to suffer why was he beaten why was he despised why did he go through all of those things i think we found an answer in verse four and verse five listen everybody this will really help you the bible says it was our weaknesses he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down 
you see when you get born again when we say you have joy of the holy ghost you have eternal life jesus did not just carry your sin the bible makers understand he carried our weaknesses isaiah 54 verse 53 verse 4 nlt he carried your sorrow because our sorrow weighed him down he carried he bore our grief you see almost as if every negative emotion you will or you are supposed to go through jesus carried everything again he did not just die for your sins but all your negative emotion your grief your sorrows jesus carried them and then verse 5 says he was pierced because why why did he have to pierce him the bible says he was pierced for our re rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten why did they beat jesus why you, you know you've, you've seen the passion of christ why did they have to beat it the bible was giving us answer to this he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed the body of christ needs to lay emphasis on the fact that our sins listen as forgiven as our sicknesses were taken away i preach total forgiveness of sins today by the grace of god i preach jesus carried all our sins if he didn't carry all our sins then he shouldn't have died in the first place do you understand normal logic but if he carried all our sins he nailed them all to the cross then what is the lamb that was slain for the sins of the whole world glory to god jesus died for all your sins ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 the bible says in him we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of god's grace you are completely forgiven if you're born again according to the riches of god's grace you are no longer a sinner you are a royal priesthood you are the righteousness of god you are now purified you're sanctified because why jesus carried all your sins on his body so that today you now carry all of his righteousness on your body the bible will say as jesus is why you in this world and jesus is blameless so you are blameless just is righteous so you're righteous in this world very important Psalm 103, verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed are those who forgive us. Verse 3 now says, He who forgives all your sins that happened on the cross and heal all your diseases. God forgave your sin as much as He healed all your diseases. Why? Because Isaiah chapter 54, 53, verse 5 says, He was beaten so that we, we could be whole. If I would rephrase that, I would say, His body was broken so that your body can be put together. Every suffering of Jesus before he got to the cross, where he took all of those things so that you will never in your life go through anything called sickness. Jesus healed your diseases at the same degree at which he forgave your sickness, your sins. And how much did he forgive your sins? Ephesians 1 7, your sins were forgiven according to the riches of God's grace. By the same token, your your sicknesses, your diseases were healed because Jesus carried them on his body according to the riches of God's grace. It is the same measure. If we preach forgiveness of... Anyway, I, I understand not all the body of Christ is even yet to agree about the total forgiveness of sin. There are some places they still feel as if they are not completely forgiven. Again, our faith is in vain if we are not for, forever forgiven. And everywhere in the Bible, it's littered. How God has forgiven you all your sins. Colossians chapter 2. All, having forgiven all our trespasses. 
Uh, Colossians chapter 1, in him we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption and the total forgiveness of sins. Psalm 103, verse 3, he who forgives all my sins. Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is far from the west, so has the Lord blotted out your transgression, and God has separated you from your sins. And I'm rephrasing, I'm giving reference. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, the Bible says, come now, let us conclude this matter. Do your sins as red as scarlet, I'll make you white as snow. And I could give you lots of other references. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, towards the end, the Bible says, after he has made sacrifice for our sins, or after our sins has been, so to say, he has made propitiation for our sins, he sat at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 8, your sins and your iniquity I will remember no more. And I'm giving you so many references. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, I believe. The Bible says, um, unto him who loves us and gave up himself for us. I'm just giving you a reference on top of my head. I've quoted like five to six scriptures about that spoke about your forgiveness of sins. Don't let anybody rob you off of that truth. All your sins are forever forgiven. Why? Because Jesus died. In fact, the person preaching total forgiveness of sin is the person that is appreciating what Jesus did for you. Is the person that is declaring that the lamb that was slain is worthy. Because before Jesus died, he was blameless. He was spotless. He did not do anything wrong. But he was carrying your sin. He was carrying everything you deserve so that you can carry everything he deserves today. If you get born again, you are no longer a sinner. You are forever righteous in the sight of God. Don't let anybody take you away from that truth. Back to Isaiah 53. So Jesus was beaten so that we could be whole. This is the reason why you can never be sick. Anytime you sense a pain in your body, what you have to say is, Jesus took this pain. That's why he was beaten. A pain, I speak to you in the name of the Lord. Get out of my body in Jesus' name. The pain is no longer supposed to stay in your body, legally speaking. Because legally speaking, Jesus took all your pain. That's why he was beaten. He was beaten so that we could be whole. These are powerful truths. If you have any pain in your body when you're and you're listening to this, I want you to lay hands on your body now and say, pain, get out of my body because Jesus carried all my pain on his body. In Jesus' name, speak to yourself, speak to your body. Your body is now the temple of God and pain is not allowing the temple of God. Glory to God. And verse 5, the Bible says, it was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. It was beaten so that we could be whole. It was whipped so we could be healed. Verse 6, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Jesus died for the sins of the world. I think for the unbeliever out there, they need to know that Jesus also died for their sins. Jesus did not just die for the Christian. Jesus died for the whole world. While we were all sinners, Christ died for us. When we didn't deserve God's love, that was when God sent his ultimate love, Jesus Christ, to carry all our sins. And anybody who believes in this truth automatically is translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this is what, what it means to be born again. You believe in that Jesus did for you what you could never do for yourself. He carried all your sins. Your faith in him is credited unto you as righteousness. The Bible says in verse 7, he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. And this was where 
um, the Henoch in Acts chapter 8 was reading where he was asking Philip that was the prophet talking about himself or he was talking about somebody else. He got to verse 7. He said, he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. As a sheep is silent before his sheriff, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without the sinner, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong, glory to God, and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. All these prophecies were even before Jesus was born. And Isaiah was speaking by the help of the Holy Spirit. And he was just speaking prophetically about the sufferings of Jesus. Guess what? Because Jesus suffered, he carried all your sickness, all your pain. Today, you are not carrying any other pain. If there's anything you are going through, you feel as if, oh my God, this thing is painful. I'm, I'm exposing to you to the truth of the word of God. That that pain is not for you to carry. Jesus carried that pain for you. You are not supposed to carry any other pain or grief or sorrow. Jesus carried them on his body. He carried all of them. So what you have to say is just to say, Lord Jesus, I'm just going to lay this at your feet. You carried my pain. You carried my sorrow. Any emotion that is not joy, peace, and any fruit, fruit of the Spirit, don't stay in heat. Because if you, after Jesus carried your sorrow, your, sick, your sicknesses, your pain, if you're still trying to carry it, then you are ignoring what Jesus did on your behalf. I have to wrap up. Jesus was condemned, even though he didn't commit anything. Why? So that you will never be condemned today. Everything Jesus went through, he carried all your sins. He, he was going through them just because of you and for me, because he loves you. Jesus would prefer to carry your pain than for you to carry your pain. So he, 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 he took everything bad so that we can receive by faith everything good. Verse 10, the Bible says it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. Good news. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. Oscar. Oh, glory to God. This is awesome. Verse 11. The Bible says, when he sees all that is accomplished, by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of Jesus' experience, the Bible says, my righteous servant will make it possible. Listen, for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. The Bible used A-double-L. Jesus bore all our sins. Isaiah was prophesying that many will be counted righteous because Jesus bear all our sins. The moment you believe in Jesus, automatically you are counted righteous. And it's a one-time thing. You are not righteous today, maybe not righteous tomorrow. No, no, no. You are forever righteous when you get born again. Forever. It's an eternal thing. Why? Because Jesus carried all your sins once and for all. So you receiving his righteousness is also a once and for all thing. But Ian, I'm still struggling in one area of my life. Am I still righteous? If you're born again, you are still righteous. In fact, even when you fail, 
you are still the righteousness of God. Because you are not defined by your failure and you are not defined by your weakness. You are defined by the word of God. If God says you are righteous, if God says you are clean, never call on clean what God has called clean. You are forever righteous, blameless, spotless in the sight of God. Colossians 1.22 says you've been presented blameless and spotless in the sight of God. Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 7 says you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And if that's how God sees you, don't allow the enemy to define you otherwise. Glory to God. And the last verse in Isaiah chapter 53, I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to announce to you that Jesus died for all of your sins, past, present, and future. He nailed it to the cross. And through this man, Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins is preached unto you. The moment you believe that he died for your sins, automatically, because you were supposed to die for your sins. We were all dead in our trespasses, but Jesus carried the punishment of our sins on his own body so that the moment we believe in him automatically we become what we call the righteousness of god that means he set us free from our sins the moment we believe in him because he nailed our punishment for our sins to the cross so that the moment we believe in him we will receive freedom from sin and we are made alive unto righteousness anybody who believes in jesus who receives total forgiveness of sins if you have put your faith in Jesus, if you're born again, the good news is all of your sins have been forgiven, past, present, and future. If you're yet to be born again, you are still dead in your trespasses. And to this man, Jesus, can you only receive forgiveness of sins? And the good news is the forgiveness is made available to anybody. Just put your faith in Jesus and automatically your faith is credited unto you as righteousness. You don't have to pay for your sins if Jesus already paid for it. All you have to do is to put your faith in what Jesus has done and your faith is credited unto your righteousness. And this is the gospel of Christ being unveiled in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. And this was how Philip preached to the Enoch and got him baptized. And in Luke chapter 24 verse 27, the Bible says, beginning from Moses and other prophets, Jesus began to expand what was written about himself in all the scriptures. So we started today by seeing Isaiah chapter 53 and now he speaks about the sufferings of Jesus. Why did he suffer? So that you wouldn't have to suffer today. You don't have to pay for your sins because Jesus paid for your sins. So the moment you believe he paid for your sins, automatically there is therefore now no condemnation for you because you are now in Christ Jesus. If you've never made a personal commitment with Jesus at any point of your life, if you've never really consciously invited Jesus into your life and believed that he died for your sins, because if you don't put your faith in what Jesus has done, then you are supposed to pay for your sins. The good news is you don't have to pay for your sins because somebody paid for it. You just have to believe it has been paid for and then it translates you from being a sinner into a righteous man automatically in a twinkle of an eye. If you've never made that decision and you will want to make that decision, you want to put your faith in Jesus, you want to believe that Jesus died for your sins, that though you are dead in trespasses, but somebody paid for that sins. And if you put your faith in him, automatically you'll be translated into the kingdom of life. If you've never made a prayer or made a commitment consciously, 
I want you to believe in your heart right now that Jesus died for your sins. And I'm going to lead you to a simple prayer point. And in a twinkle of an eye, you're born again. In a twinkle of an eye. So if you've never made a commitment, just say this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. All of my sins, thank you for paying for all of them. Even though I was dead in my trespasses, the moment I believe in you, I had, they told me that I'm going to be born again. So Lord Jesus, I'm ready to put my faith in what you have done. I believe that you died for all of my sins and God raised you from the dead for my justification. Therefore, I am born again by faith in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So Jesus is now your Lord and Savior because he did for you what you could never do for yourself. And this is very important. This has made all the difference in your life if you made a prayer point. And if you're already born again, just keep enjoying the goodness of God. If you just got born again, stay glued to this channel. Every morning we come, we teach the word of God so, you, so that you can grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being born again is all about knowing Jesus, knowing more about him. Colossians, uh, um, John chapter 17, verse 3 says, this is, this is eternal life, that we might know him. So the journey of knowing Jesus, knowing more of him, knowing more about what he has done for us, that's what we share every day on this platform. How you can just enjoy the goodness, good news of Christ. So tomorrow we continue the series. We're going to see a, a, a bit of more stories in the Old Testament and how they point us to the person of Jesus. Glory to God. It's been an awesome time. Okay, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. I'll be so gracious unto you. May you continue to experience the good you don't deserve. Because Jesus on the cross took all of the bad he didn't deserve. And surely God's goodness and mercy, favor and grace haunt you down all the days of your life. May you continue to enjoy the goodness of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I let God to say, Amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to see you tomorrow. And God bless you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And what I'm doing right now, I'm beginning to speak to you in Psalms. Because Ephesians chapter 5 says, Speaking to one another in, in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God in your heart. And I just want you to know, just like God says in Psalm 23, that He is your shepherd. And He's always with you, even when you don't feel it. So you have all that you need. You may not see it because your sight is limited. But if you focus on this world, you realize you have all that you need. Long before you were born, his supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth. If he could give you Jesus, he will give you every other thing you would ever need. Long before you get to that season, he has made provisions available for you. And he wants you to know this. Don't focus on your bank account to define who you are. If he could give you Jesus, he will give you everything. God giving us Jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you he has given you much more than you ever need so just focus on him because you have all that you need and he has made you to lie down in greener pastures in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and he leads you beside the still water where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death 
you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god and surely god's goodness god's favor god's unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm-hmm.